I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome along. It is Monday evening, which can only mean one thing. It is the Online Darts Live Lounge. I'm Phil Bars, joined by Jack Cobby Garvin. And today, Lee Boyce steps into the hot seat for the first time as co-host. Welcome along, buddy. How are we doing? You all right? All good, mate. All good. How is everyone on this fine Monday evening? Told you all. Same dodgy accent, different dress sense. I saw your comments and I toned it down tonight, dog. That's all it was. I'm just missing the old days. <laughs> oh, we'll get you one of these out soon. We'll get you one of these out soon. Or maybe even, maybe even you can be one of the first batch of the new news, Philip, when we finally get over the line. Yes. Welcome along, everyone. The chat room, you are buzzing already, logged in early to set up and it was already absolutely rammed. So welcome along everyone as always, you guys absolutely smashing it. Remember, drop us a like as always and make sure you subscribe to the channel. Already looking, only 12 likes, you guys can do much better than that, that is for sure. But gentlemen, what a week in darts it's been. We thought, ah, it'll be a quiet one, we'll we'll break boys <laughs> gently. Forget that idea. What's happened? <laughs> Nothing to talk about, have we? Uh, no. <laughs> Not a lot that we can talk about, to be honest. But, you know, we'll give it a go. <laughs> well, you know, we'll, we'll, give it, we'll give it a damn good go. You know, the Challenge Tour was going along nicely. And then all hell breaks loose in Event 6, starting with a fire drill, or what turned out to be a real fire. But we'll come on to that shortly. Uh, Joe, evening. How are we all doing? Uh, Aiden is in, Ollie, Juanita, as always, Raven is in, Andrew, Denver, Lendl, how are we all doing? Um, Sally, Tugboat, Stephen, Kieran, so many of you in, absolutely amazing. 
to have you all along for the show. Like we said, plenty to talk about. And you know it's a busy week when the Super Series is only going to get mentioned in a week of darts. That's how busy the show is tonight, gents. We're talking about Super Oh, mate, I completely forgot about that last week as well. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Here's me trying to load up Challenge Tour results, getting six windows of that open, because apparently we can't just do weekends anymore. So I have to have multiple screens open. You're definitely just going to chuck me under the bus for a random day that I know nothing about when we start talking about the Challenge Tour and the associate member qualifiers and God knows else what. I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen any of the associated members. Obviously, I've seen who's qualified, but I didn't get to see any of it today because there's loads going on. Um, but again, any questions in the chat room, get them in as always. Um, and we will try our best to answer them as best as we um, as we can. I think is a, is a fair one to, to put it. Um, just before we get going in today's action. I've teed this up one more time for Doc to enjoy. That's the vodka. Gezzy doing his little jiggle. Um, Again, we've got some clips from interviews as well that have gone out this week for you to enjoy as well, so you can then go along and listen to them all. But, gentlemen... Only one place to start, and we are going to start at the Challenge Tour because that is the thing that is most in people's memories. And Friday seems a long, long time ago, but this man, Darren Beveridge, winning his second Challenge Tour title and played some really good stuff, beating Martin Thomas uh, in the um, final, boys. And it was um, good to see um, Ice Cold playing some good stuff. Yeah, we're going to get in there early. He is one of a number of players this week that's had success after being involved in the live. <laughs> this is the smug face we're going to have. A lot of people have been very, very complimentary of that. The stats do not lie. The number of quarterfinalists that have been, or better, from the live league in the last few weeks. Look, we're just given opportunities to play darts, haven't we? All right, Gary, just here to play darts. You've been practicing that line. <laughs> I'm just getting it ready for the t-shirts, mate, because we all know that's going to be the first one we shift. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Darren Beveridge getting off to a great start in in Challenge Tour one again. Some good averages in there, showing his stuff. And then I'm not going to lie, I was quite surprised by the winner of number two, not because he's not a good player. Let's have let's have that right first of all, but. On the form and the darts we'd seen this calendar year, Boise, there was nothing to suggest that Jim Williams was going to go on the run he did this weekend. Yeah, I think when you you look at the names who are, are playing in the tour, he's one who you expect to be doing well in it. But as you said, we haven't seen the levels of performance um, like we saw with the Mad Event and we saw him in the live lead. So it was a surprise in that sense. But he is someone who obviously was in the final of the the last BDL final. Um, yeah. it's, it's a very, very good player. We just haven't seen that form. Hopefully, um, Tuesday, um, not Tuesday, sorry, Friday was a was a tick start for him and we'll see him progress the rest of this year into uh, the player that we've seen previously on the stage. Um, 
But yeah, overall played very well on, on Friday and across the weekend, he put in some very, very good performances. Oh, completely. But like I say, we just haven't seen that kind of form coming. And again, he beat Adam Smith-Neil in the final and that was sort of like a uh, an indicator of where Adam Smith-Neil's game on. We'll come on to that in a minute as well. But Jim Williams doing the business there. Um Chat room, chat room is on fire again. Michelle is in. Henry, hope you are. Hope your ankle's all right, buddy. And then moving on, more live league success. Jim McEwen winning number three, beating Jim Williams in the final this time. Back to back finals for the Quiff God, but wasn't enough to get the better of Jim McEwen and go back to back. Yeah, another player that has, has come through the live league. Going to keep dropping that in there. Um, probably a bit of a surprise that he went all the way. Without being disrespectful, you look at the semi-final lineup from this day. The two players that are carrying the better form are the two players that got beat pretty handily. Yeah. Colin Osborne and Chaz Barstow have been in some very, very good form recently, playing some very, very good darts. In, that's not being disrespectful to Jim and Jim, but. If you'd given me those two, and I'm a better man, I'm putting money on Barstow and Osborne to be that final. Darts doesn't always work out that way. Very, very good win for him. And uh, well, money on the money on the ranking, isn't it? Yeah, and again, touching on that, even that quarterfinal lineup, Boise number three, Reese Robinson again, a man that's done well on the live league. Carl Wilkinson, don't want to come on about it, live league. But one name that shot at <laughs> Ryan Harrington. We haven't seen a lot of Ryan since his run. At the 2019 Grand Slam of Darts Cup, but yeah. seen nothing of him. Then pops up, and although won't be happy, it's good to see Ryan back on the board. Yeah, yeah in, Ryan is a player a... who was. Oh, go on, Nick. Go on, go on, Dom. I was saying, Ryan's a player that has been in and around the PDC environment for a mm. long, long time. There are a lot of good quality county players and better who have got fantastic games that just cannot produce it in a PDC environment. You look at the likes of Kirk Shepard, for instance, going into Q school, he's, he's never on the big names tip, but he seems to come through it constantly. And I think that's because he's got experience of being in that environment, that atmosphere and getting over the line. And Ryan's one of those who, all right, benefited a little bit by pretty much being first reserve for a long, long time before we had the challenge tour lists and, and that sort of thing because of family and getting him. But at the same time, he's still a very, very capable dart player that probably didn't kick on the way he was supposed to because he has got talent. Yeah, massively. We, well, we saw that at, at the Slam, Boise, that mm -hmm. bundles of talent in there which needs to find some consistency. Yeah, I was just going to add on to that about the experiences that he's had. He, he was a name that wasn't known far, but he was the amount of experience that he's had over the years playing in uh, Pro Tour events, playing against big players. Had a good run uh, on Challenge Tour 3. Had a good run today, I believe, in one of the qualifiers. No, he didn't come through, but he had a good run in one of the qualifiers as well today. So it seems like those those levels of performances are there. And he's certainly got the experience. Hopefully, we'll start seeing his name um, more and more in these and seeing if he can push on and then himself back on that Pro Tour. And this week, playing in these names, not because of a family member and playing there because he's a good enough player to do so. Yeah, completely. And then the... Final challenge tour of Saturday. Adam Smith Neil going one better. Now I'm just going to throw this out there first of all. I know Adam gets a lot of stick on social media, but I'm just going to take players at, at face value. And the few times I've spoken to him, 
he's been very nice to me. Um, so again, I'm just going to take people at, at face value. And people forget, he's a former Winmal World Master God. He has pedigree at the highest level. Well, he's a very, very talented dart proud. I think that's part of the reason why there's so much surrounding him on social media, so much disappointment with things that have been said and done. Um, back when he was winning the World Masters and the like and competing at the very top level of the BDO Tour, fantastic player going into the start of the weekend. He's quite possibly the most disliked player in the venue until the end of Sunday. It takes a lot as well to change that, but he is no longer number one on that. To be honest, to be honest, Dob, some of the things I've saw on socials that have been said about him, and like says, I met him a couple of times at Wolves when he's at Advanced Slam, and he seemed a nice bloke. I'm not sure he's still. By some people, he's still the most hated player, and because <laughs> of some of the stuff I say, and I'm not sure that has been beaten. I'm sure there's many players who would disagree after Sunday, but he's certainly still going to be in that um, top two. <laughs> to, to, to be fair to him, though, guys, this is a huge platform, and we've seen this over the weekend. He could be a big threat, not only if he doesn't get his card here, but going into Q school and things like this. If he carries on this form and this momentum, he is going to be a huge threat to get his card. And if he can, forget everything aside, just playing ability alone, in my opinion, he's an asset to the PDC tour. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's another one of yeah. those, that BDO group that, Probably should have made a jump a few years back. Didn't quite get there. Then we've had lockdown and the lack of a tour and all of that. And he's a bit further behind in his progression. But to be honest, a lot of darts players are further behind than we expected to. Michael Smith should be a two-time world champion by now if progression routes were to be believed. And there's plenty of other youngsters that should have come through. Mike Dedeka, Dimmy has now kicked on. But you look at the likes of Luke Humphreys, Martin Schindler... They're getting there, but it's just taken that little bit longer because of how competitive that field is getting. Adam Smith Neal, I'm not sure how old he is, but I'm not he's not very old at all. Um you've definitely got a few years on him, Barzi. So, you know, <laughs> he's still got plenty of time to repeat at this level and get on. Yeah. However, I moisturize twice a day, so I'm I'm still baby faced. Um <laughs> uh, yeah. I was in the chat room as always. Um, he says the chap can play regardless of the way he is. Yeah, like I said, face value, he's always been been nice to me. So that's how, that's how I judge people. And like I say, yes, the boy, he can play. Um, Craig is in, as always. Tugboat, how are we doing? And then Sunday, here we go. We'll start with the easy stuff because there's a couple of things come out <laughs> from the weekend. Um, not just the obvious, but there's another one as well, which we're going to talk about, which hasn't gone down too well. But... First of all, by the way, Sean, if you're listening or listening to this on playback, can we get some decent HD quality pictures of you, please? Because I struggle to get a photo um, <laughs> so to the point where we've got to screen grab something. But Shawnee Mac got the job done again. A man that has pedigree um, at the highest level is now showing it on the PDC stage. And someone said in the chat room as well, we're not surprised by this at all, are we, boys? No. Not no. surprised. Not and I know we're supposed to be very unbiased in what we do, but 
This is one of the most popular winners of the weekend. Sean is Always? fantastic. Always? I, I didn't even <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I didn't even. I'll be honest. Before Q score this year, I didn't even know who Sean McDonald was. I didn't know about his, his pedigree previously. I didn't know he'd taken a break from darts. It's only since made the comeback this year that know who the bloke is. That he's been fantastic. He's, he engages, he interacts on social media. He's got a bit of banter about him. He's got a bit about him on the hockey. And this is a fantastic win that just keeps him progressing in in what is quite frankly a ridiculous little comeback year for him. I don't think he envisaged it would go this well. When he picked the darts out of the drawer, and said, "I'm going to Q score." Yeah, no, completely. And again, he's in the mix, um, Boise. That that top top yeah. end. We'll put the we'll get the rankings up shortly. But he's in in and around. Yeah, and, and he's playing some very good stuff. As we were speaking earlier about Jim Williams, is someone who's a name, let's say, on the tour who hasn't been performing with form. McDonald is the opposite, I guess, in regards to someone who's come back, hasn't played the game for a long time, and then we've seen the form on the uh, online darts lively. We've seen what he can perform. So seeing his name um, picking up a title, I was not surprised at all um, because he's been playing some very good stuff. And I know he's another one on your little tally that you had going over the weekend, PB, just notching off another one to say, online darts lively, tit. Online darts lively, tit. <laughs> and that carried on across the whole weekend. But, yeah, he's been playing some very, very good stuff. Uh, so, no surprise at all to see him pick up a title this weekend. Right. Before we um, before we put the next slide up, this is where Saturday, sorry, Sunday, starts to become interesting. So, Shawnee Mac wins and they start event six. Then, all hell breaks loose. There's a fire in the Marshall Arena. Four fire engines, I believe. I know there's a lot of you guys that were there, Nile in particular. Um, and everyone was abandoned from the venue, all outside. They didn't know what was going on. Um, Sean actually messaged me. He goes, I'm sat on 170 after nine. And the alarm goes off. Um, all a little bit of a mess, Gob. As, as a player, how annoying and very distracting to your tournament is something like that? Um, massively, to be honest. But look, these things can't be helped. The same when um, Barney was taken ill at the Pro Tour. It's the same for both players, isn't it? And and, and that's the thing. It's not as if one player's got a massive distraction, the other one hasn't. It's not like a, a fan screeching at you in, or whistling at you or a massive thing. Admittedly, it might be in the middle of your throw, fair enough. But it's the same for both players. You have to go out, you have to recompose yourselves. And darts is as much mental as physical, if not more. And this is where the players have to be mentally strong. They have to be prepared. There's no different to waiting in, if you're game four at the World Championships, for instance, and you're not quite sure how long one's going to go, a game looks like it's about to go 3-0 in sets, then somebody pinches it 2-1 and suddenly you go into all the way and you were ready to go on stage half an hour ago and now you've got to come back out and, and that sort of thing. So you just have to be that little bit mentally strong. You have to keep yourself going. You take your practice starts. Once you get back in the venue, you reset and then you just carry on from there and treat it as a complete fresh start. Right. Let's put this one up before we touch on everything else. First of all, with, with this one, Jamie Clark winning Pro Tour 6 made it. Five winners from six events, Gob, for the online darts lively. Not that we're going to keep on about this all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what we do, isn't it? It's just what we do. Look, 
I'm not being funny. We've said it all along, but the opportunity that the live league provides of playing top quality darts week in, week out of match practice, because this isn't people messing around. There's serious prize money on the line now that we've got the Champions Weekend and, and the qualification and that sort of thing. These players are earning serious money for it, serious match practice for it. And when they get to these events, they're better off for it. What more, what more could you possibly ask for? Yeah, I completely agree. And you lot in the chat room get something to watch while you should be at work. (laughs) Me included. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right. Now time to address it. During Challenge Tour 6, all hell breaks loose. There was a failed COVID test during event six and all of a sudden on dark connect walkovers were coming all over the place people were being tapped on the shoulder mid-game and being removed from the venue for close contact i don't think i've seen anything like this boise ever mid-tournament no um my phone was pinged in. Obviously, we've had group chat was down off. Twitter was down mad at the time because initially we was all like, what's happening? We had no inkling other than we just kept seeing water over, water over, water over. And then stuff started filtering through, obviously, what had happened. But we've seen the odd water over. We've seen the the Menzies incident at Tewstall. We've seen the odd one on, and like, very few and far between. Only Menzies on the at Q School. Can we just touch on the fact that Donut fell asleep whilst watching the Rangers game on Saturday, which I know was bloody dreary because I sat and watched it too. <laughs> Scottish football is crap. <laughs> but he what he fell asleep watching Rangers lose the first game in forty four matches and missed his bloody game. <laughs> uh, yeah. So to my point, to my point, but I was that, getting to. That, we have the odd. We have the odd one or <laughs> Back two. To the series, and, and maybe only one of which are related to Scottish football not being very good. But on Sunday, <laughs> we've seen a whole lot come through all at once of what? How many games were affected? About 10, I think. I know there was potentially yeah. more yeah. players, yeah. but there were about 10 games that were affected at a very, very quick time. Um, and the knock-on effect from it, as I said, it's in different rounds where there's affected because there's some people who were midway through. We saw some that I hadn't gone to the board yet. Um, and it, it, from the outside looking in, before we knew what would happen, it just looked a real, real mess. And then when we find out what happened, it became an even bigger mess. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's been well documented on social media or what's been um, alleged that there was a dodgy COVID test put in at the start, um, then was overheard by security, bragging about it. Um, I know he was taken off to do a test and failed it, and that's when it all broke loose. God, the DRA notes from this one are going to be interesting, to say the least. Look, we've got to be careful here, because it's still alleged, it's still going to be under investigation. So there's only so much we can come out and say. And quite rightly, there are a number of people, players, that are very, very pissed off. It's stupid. It's idiotic. It's 
careless and the rest. I've, I've seen statements from management companies. I've seen statements from players. I mean, Conan Whitehead's missing out on um, the live league for the rest of the week, Champions well, Week, which we'll get on to well, you should say that. in a bit. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. That, that's Conan's statement. So, look, it's, it's very, very stupid from the player. And I'm not going to sit here and try and justify it to people, but people calling for lifetime bans and the like, I think are caught up in the moment and reacting very, very heavily and, and hastily to it. Um, I'm aware of, we know who the player is. I know how old the player is and he's quite young. Um, I don't want to start dropping people in it, but I've done the maths for him to get to this weekend, right? And as a as a young player who's making this step up for the very, very first time, this is with the absolute minimum costings for food and drink and everything else that I can possibly find. Before he steps foot in the venue today, Q school and then book in to be there today and hotels, would have cost just over £2,000. That's 11 days in a hotel for Q school, your entries, your food and drink at, at roughly whatever per head, travel, your £50 per entry for this event, and £40 for a hotel, which is bloody generous, might I add. It's probably a lot more than that, right? So you've got the pressure of either having to fund that yourself or having that funded by a sponsor who has then got some sort of you've you've got you owe them something basically that they're expecting something in return you then got the fact that the pdc have allowed this situation to become a thing we are very very complimentary of the pdc when they do things correctly this is a shortcut that allows this situation to happen it was always going to be there if, if you present somebody with an opportunity who is under that much pressure who has spent nearly two thousand pounds to be able to attend these weekends or, or this weekend in particular which is half the challenge tour because of the way the year's worked out by the way there's only two of these that's half the challenge tour that's a big financial investment from q school alone to then miss you open up the situation that this can happen especially given not being funny, it was quite lavish and it was pretty much well accepted that people were doing this to get into Wembley for the European semi-finals and final because it was such a big event and because it meant so much to people. Well, £2,000 in a darting career to somebody who is a very, very good young player means a lot to them too. Yes, it's... I'm, I'm going to reiterate. Yes, it's reckless. Yes, it's callous. Yes, there's health implications and health has always had to come first through this pandemic but we are at a point where i'm not being funny the belief in what we're being told what the media being told how serious covid is now a year ago i'd be all over this but given the vaccination rate the hospitalizations and, and all the stats we're being given the seriousness has decreased and it's just, look, there are people that have lost out massively because of this. And, and that's where it's stupid. That's where it's reckless. And that's where I think there will be some sort of ban. But to suggest a lifetime ban, I think, is massively reckless. It, it, it's 
it's just a rush to the head of people reacting to it very, very hastily, very, very aggressively. It's an opportunity to educate, make an example of it, yes, but ensure that actually you get your systems and processes in place that this can't happen again. Don't give people the opportunity. Present anybody with an opportunity, somebody will take it. I completely agree. Just someone asking the chat room, um, player, that we're not going to name the player because there are potential legal implications over this because what he's done, he's actually broken the law, more importantly. So trial by media it isn't isn't fair. Look, the name's out there. You can find it easy enough, but we're not going to hand it over. Um, and Stenver says, would have got away with it if he wasn't bragging about it. Yeah, 100%. And... Yeah. Look, I like yeah. I, I like a flutter. I like a flutter. I would give you fairly good odds that he wasn't the only one to do it this weekend. Yeah. Would, yeah. would we agree with that? I'm, I'm not saying it's right, it, by the way, but I'm just saying he's yeah. not the only one that's done it this weekend. In my opinion. Yeah. And I think I think on that point, um, Dobbs' point to the challenge to have been split across two events. The amount of money that a lot of people have put into these events to get to where they are, to use all everything that's done with it, what he's done isn't right. However, the biggest mistake for me that he's made is by openly bragging about it in a in a in a place where there is loads of players. There's there's going to be security there if they've overrode because they've all been evacuated from the building. It's just a very very immature thing to do to then start bragging about something if. I don't think he's going to be the only one, um, and that is not saying that's not aiming that at any individual player. But I won't be surprised if he's the only one who is uh, who is positive. But it's surely you would then go there and be very careful if he's going to go down that route uh, of doing that. It's just a very very strange thing to do. Like I say, immature is probably the right thing to say to start to start bragging around something like that on the Sunday. You've had your four events, five events. He would have taken part in at that stage. And he's potentially now, whatever sort of ban we talked about, he's, I would be very surprised if that person plays in the next Challenge Tour event at an absolute minimum. So that's sort of that year of Challenge Tour gone. Because this, there is no ruling regarding this in the DRA. There's a couple of things they could quote, perhaps, like code of conduct in general and representation. But there is actually no direct ruling against putting in a fake COVID test, which sounds stupid, but... Whenever he's going to need that in the DRA code of conduct and handbook, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd, I'd just, I'd just be surprised. I'd be surprised to see him at the next one. Wouldn't it? It'd fall under that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I'd be, very, I'd be very surprised if we saw him at the the um, the second sort of challenge through event, which is only yeah. what a month away, I believe. I'd be very, very, very surprised to see him there. Um, and one thing we will try to touch upon that I guess we haven't really seen much about is I hope that that player is well. Obviously, he's tested positive for COVID. I hope that player is well and he's not um, bad from that. But it's just it's just one of those things that why why would you open your mouth? Why why at that stage would you then open your mouth with people around you and allow for that to happen? And um, we would. Whether people looked at it that it was the right or wrong thing to do, depending on how much money he's put into it, why, why at that stage would you open your mouth? And like you this say, isn't us condoning home... it either, right? This isn't us yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. right, we need to do yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, we, we agree with it. It's just, 
yeah. we can see why somebody would get to that situation the same way that you can yeah. see why somebody would match fix. Normally, people that match fix have been in financial difficulty, approached in a situation, and don't really see another way out. Yeah, um, and obviously, it's cost Conan a shot at six thousand pounds Champions Week because he was one of the ones yeah. that's been pinged for, for for close contact, as the as the statement there says. Um, a couple of questions in yeah. the chat room on this. Andrew says, what was the COVID testing exactly? Right, so players had to do their own lateral flow test at home or in the hotel, wherever they were staying, on the morning of Friday. They then had to bring the pads, well, whatever you call it, the little block thing, um, to the event with their yes. name and everything and contact details on the back and that was handed in so that that was the the testing protocol for thing it's it, the same te same as the pro tour the players the last set of pro tours the players had to do exactly the same they test themselves in the hotel and then had to bring that along so that was the um the the, the testing protocol for it um the other thing to come out of this over the weekend, gents, and, and this is an interesting one, and again, I think they've got this wrong, that top-ups for the Pro Tour for the rest of the year are going to be used from the Q School Order of Merit for the rest of the year, not the Challenge Tour Order of Merit. I'm not a fan of this one, boys. No, that's wrong. No. Completely wrong. Yeah, that's, well, that's, that's completely part right. of the purpose of the challenge tour. I, I just yeah. don't get that. There, there's no, there's no reward for performance. Well, there is reward, I, I suppose, but one of the rewards of playing well on the challenge tour is that you then move up on that list and and to keep it a key. I know we've missed the majority of the pro tour season as it is, but no, the players that have performed well at the challenge tour now should be. Reserves, etc. Yeah, I, I, know, I know there was a lot of yeah. unhappy players about this boy scene. If you were a player, would you have, you'd have the raging on? Hundred percent. It's it's a rule that's it's a rule that's been in place for a number of years. And yes, we've we've had a number of pro tours already, and it was the right thing to do to bring the infantile stall at that point because I didn't want to see them going back to last year's challenge tour or anything like that. For me, it was the start of a new year, and that's how they should have done it initially. But now we've had this challenge, um, these sits events, like we've mentioned a couple of times. That's half of the challenge tour that we're doing this year. Half of the events have happened. Surely it's only fair that we go off that list. If it was only one or two, maybe there would be a bit of a debate around that. But for me, now they've done half of the events, it should be the, the reserve should come from the top of the order of merit from this weekend and then the weekend in September. There you go. No, no, there it the sounds chat. like, yeah, it sounds like the players didn't players find out until this weekend. They didn't. They didn't know until Friday. If it's stated, if it's stated from the off, then it's it's a little bit different. It's not great, but if it is stated at the start of the year, that is how it's going to remain. And you know, you're only playing for certain things. That's different. You can adjust. You can get your mentality. Once you're there halfway through, and you're expecting a good run here gives you a shot at the last couple of pro tours and the super series. And then you find out that's not that would piss me off, especially after everything else that's gone on this weekend. And yeah. I, I think, um, Dob, on top on top of that, 
I, I don't think the players who are the top, let's say, top 10 reserve list from the Q-Stall would have expected this decision as well. If the decision was to come out this weekend that it would be the top 10 on the Challenge Tour, they wouldn't be annoyed or pissed off because they would have expected that. It's what we've seen year on year. For me, it's a very, very strange one. they've had one. their opportunity. Yeah. The only um, thing I think of is they can't bother to do the calculations again because they've got two separate challenge tours. Possibly, but look, when, when they split it, they knew what the the they knew what was happening. They've had long yeah. enough to to sort it. Um, Niall said, "I bet there will be less." Yeah. Um, where is it as well? Someone said um, a lot of players didn't enter the Euro Tour qualifier. I wonder if this was a factor. I don't know for all. But certainly one player that is playing in the live league, when he found out, told them to stick the Euro Tour qualifier. He wasn't doing it because it wasn't worth it now. Um, so that's that. And also, flip the coin here. And this isn't a dig at Chaz, by the way, because one, I'm really good friends with Chaz. And one, two, he's actually a really good player. But now he's pretty much guaranteed to be in every pro tour this year. He's already been in the mall, and he's pretty much guaranteed to get the rest. Now, if he can pick up, I might be being a bit nicer, but say he can pick up four, four and a half grand on the rest of the challenge, on the rest of the pro tours between now and cutoff. He'll be in the players' championships. That's two grand minimum. If he can win a couple of games, that that goes up. So add say two and a half grand on top of the four and a half. He's already won. That's seven grand. He's in the worlds. If he gets a nice prelim, if he gets a nice prelim game, and he's in round two proper, which when we're talking serious money, was it fifteen grand if you lose? And he's more than capable of going and winning a game up there. We've seen that this year. We've seen him beat the best. All of a sudden, Charles could find himself in the top sixty-four in the world. Thank you very much. Keeping a tour card, yeah. Because of a performance at Q School, well, not because of a performance at Q School last year, because you still have to earn it throughout the year. But that yeah, opportunity but should of, be being spread around to other players that have earned it through the challenge tour. This isn't a dig at chat. That, that, that's what I mean. Yeah. So from that point yeah, onwards, yeah. it yeah, it's not not quite right. Right. Let's just going to bring this one over. PB, the was, was one thing one thing you spoke about um, last week was around or uh, a few weeks back was around that. Uh, the opportunities that Chaz Barstow's got, obviously, with all the competitions that he's been playing, it's only got better for him now the next four months between now and the end of the year. Oh, massively. Um, so, there we have it on screen now. Is the Challenge Tour Order of Merit after six events in Milton Keynes. Interesting. And very tight at the top. Jim Williams leads the way, boys. Adam smith Neil, Sean McDonald, Darren Beveridge. Jamie Clark, Jim McEwen, all over two grand. It's going to be an interesting race, this one. Yeah. The, the names further down as well. Ryan Palmer, he's got pro tour experience. Nathan Gervin, quality player. Uh, Robert Owen, Colin Osborne, Ryan Harrington's there. Chad Barstow's more than capable of winning three of these on a weekend if he really wants to. Matt Tennant's been around for years. Uh, Richard North. Capable of switching it on whenever he fancies. Reese Robinson, Steve Hyde. Look, these are all quality, quality players. The challenge draw is absolutely stacked this year. It's ridiculous just how good and competitive this standard is. And, and yeah, 
look, Jim will be happy, but it's not job done yet. Smith Neil the same. He's, he's very, very consistent over the weekend. They're possibly a win or two away from being pretty comfortable. Um, but is it top eight that make UK open? Or are they changing that this year? I don't know because of everything that's that's gone on. Yeah. But even still, you'd be looking um, at that and, and looking how competitive that is and the gap there, and that's still something to aim for. So, Yeah, com- completely. Um, do the players have to pay for the association? Yes, they do, I believe, the associated members one. I might have got that wrong, but I think so. I think so, because the challenge store is 50 quid per event, so that was yeah. 300 yeah, well, quid. Yeah, well, um, someone says, will there be an ET3 two Euro tours isn't enough? Look, there's nothing official yet from the PDC. Just my belief. I think there will only be two Euro tours this year. Mm-hmm. I think if the third one was going to happen, it would have been announced by now. And the fact that they scrapped the ET3 qualifier for associate members yesterday was the telling factor in that as well, boys. Are we in agreement that you think there'll only be two? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Looking, at the, looking at the calendar between now and the end of the year and the decision that was made yesterday. I can't see when. There's, there's only one more opportunity really to do a qualifier, um, which would be at the next Challenge Tour event in in September. So I, I would be very surprised, yeah, if we saw another one. Yeah, so, and then that begs the question, if there is only two, Dob, surely you can't take an order of merit off of two Euro Tours to make up the European Championships? No, but at the same time, you can't completely disregard it and just go to the Pro Tour order of merit. Because what's the point in having ET1 and ET2? I don't, I don't want to be the guy making that decision. I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but I don't want to be the guy making that decision. Because you can't basically make the first two worthless in terms of giving you some sort of benefit to qualify if you could have just done it from the Pro Tour all the way along. Gary yeah. Anderson sneaking into the European Championship despite the fact he hasn't left the country for five years. Yeah. I think, Phil, I, I think that's... That's the first time in like twelve months of speaking to Dob that I've he's actually been sat on a fence. I didn't hear I didn't hear a decision there from him. I think he was he was sat firmly on that fence of which way to go. <laughs> well, it's not a lack of decision. I just I just don't know what they're going to do with it. If you take just the Pro Tour, what's the point in going Pro Tour to Met? What's the point in having ET one and two? If you take ET one and two, it's far too small, truncated. I'll, I'll... To I think they'll still take order of merit. I think they'll still take one and two. I think they'll still take one and two for him. I really do. Um and out, Patrick, out of those two options, I think it's a fairer option. Let me pick them. <laughs> no. <laughs> let me pick them. Let me pick them. That'll be entertainment galore. Really? Yeah. Uh I'll tell you what, it's all filling up in the chat room as well. Um, Connor is in, Shawnee Mack is in. Hope you two enjoyed um, Challenge Store. Um, I certainly know that, that Shawnee did spoke to him many a times. Some interesting chat as well about the new 
unicorn boards as well. Rather soft is the general consensus. Not good. Not good for the Whitlockers in the house. No, not good at all. The are everywhere. <laughs> yeah, look, I think we'll have to wait and see what happens. I've, I've, I haven't seen them, I haven't played on them, don't know what they're like. Um, and, until we get that, it's, it's difficult to raise judgment. But a lot of people are saying they are very, very soft, which is not good because that's possibly a little bit of a criticism about the current boards anyway. Um, you'd hope it's just the way they've been stored and they're going to learn better. But if they are producing an incredibly soft board, they will just go off for TV so quickly. Yeah, um, Patrick says, um, evening, mate, by the way, as well. He says, no more pro tours before challenge tours. Um, Chaz needs to improve his results if he wants to play more pro tours this year and reach the world. I'm pretty sure, mate, he's going to be in the pro tours because of the um, Q School order of merit. Because he's like second or third, I think, in the on the reserve list all the time. Yeah, and and, and the players, the certain players that we've spoken about previously well, who never turned up to the Pro Tour events well, mean... Th- 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 this is my next point. The fact that there's, there's some that just aren't going to play means he's in. Yeah. And as it stands, he is 22nd on the Pro Tour Order of Merit. At the moment, I appreciate there's still time to go, but Chaz Barstow is in a World Championship spot right now. So if he can get if he can stay on these pro tours, it'll be good for him. Um so yeah. So right, that was that one. Let's get back on track. It is Champions Week, gentlemen, in the online darts live league. And here we have the groups on show. Group A, Kevin Burness, James Richardson, Colin Osborne coming in for the unfortunate Conan Whitehead, Fallon Sherrick. Martin Thomas, Aaron Monk make up Group A. Group C, Chaz Barstow, Richie Burnett, Jamie Kelling, Jim Williams, and obviously two from there. And Group B, Mark Webster and Wayne Warren. Gentlemen, this looks an exciting week of action. Yeah. It looks very, very exciting. And I'm just, the the balance is really good, I think. Um, Look, Fallon had had a couple of very, very good performances over the weekend. She got there on... She walked her week, by the way, to, to qualify for this. Martin Thomas had a good run this weekend. See him getting a, a final of the first event. Uh, Aaron Monk is probably the man most out of form in that first group, I think. Kevin Vanessa has been solid every time he steps foot in the live league. James Richardson, the nine-dart hero. Colin Osborne, like I said, the, the benefactor of, of Niles withdrawal. Uh, group C, Chaz, Richie, Jamie, Kellen, Jim Williams. That's tasty. And I tell you what, being in Group B, playing less games, if, if it was Group A, I, I wouldn't want to be there if I was Mark Webster because of the lack of match practice. But the fact that you can just sneak in and play one of the final two days, all right, you get less opportunity to get there. But at the same time, you could just sneak in, play less games. He'll, he'll fancy being there, as will Wayne Warren. Yeah, well... To be fair, though, after what we saw from Wayne at, ch- at the Challenge Tour, he comes in with no form at all. Arguably the least of anyone on there. Look, he's a world champion yeah. and a stunning player, but didn't reach, didn't make any money at Q School. Um, uh, sorry, at the Challenge Tour this, this weekend. Yeah, and tough, but that's the standard of the Challenge Tour at the minute. Sorry, yeah, no, yeah, I agree. I agree. no, I was just going to say that. And it, 
It's no real surprise because we haven't seen no form from him even in the um, mad event. We didn't see any real form from um, Wayne Warren in his, his game. There was no real surprise. But the one who we've mentioned is the benefactor in Colin Osborne getting there. He's one I am looking forward to. So I think he's played been playing very well when we've seen him in the live lead. And I think he's going to cause some damage in that group A, which, um, as Dob mentioned earlier, about the distraction while we were at work, um, I'm quite lucky my boss doesn't listen to this. I'm going to be very distracted looking at the week that we've got ahead of us. <laughs> that, that, um, that group A um, and group C, which you're going to see a lot of during the days, they are going to be very, very good games. And like I say, it's trying to... Trying to pick a winner. I was having a look before we come on today and trying to pick a winner out of those. Well, trying to pick who's going to be in our final was difficult enough. So picking a winner, you know, James Richardson's played so well. Uh, not last week, the week before. Uh, it, it is going to be such a good week. And Saturday night, whoever is playing from there, whether it be someone like Webby or Warren who sneaks in, for them to have got there then, they must have found a bit of form to do that. So... Saturday's going to be a very, very good final, but I'm looking forward to tuning into as much as I possibly can. Yeah, uh, evening, Luke. Hope you are all good, buddy. Um, someone asked how the groups are picked. So it, this it's quite simple. It's not a fix or, or anything like that. Group A will all on Champions Week. Group A will always be the four winners because they've earned the right to get two bites of the cherry to get to Saturday night. So Group A is made up of the four winners. And then the best two runners-up, in this case, were Aaron and Martin. So that makes up Group A. Group um, C, obviously it's tougher to qualify from Group C because there's only two places on offer. So that is all the third-place players that won the playoff games. Then Group B is the other two runners-up made up from what's left over or the top um, four from Group A, so it's weighted how you've done on the first of four weeks. So if you're a champion, then you get two bites of the cherry to get to Saturday night, and and, and so on. I hope that helps. Like I say, it, it, it's quite set, so everyone knows what what's going on with it. Um, obviously, we've had a day off as well because originally. The host, or sorry, the associated members qualifier wasn't there, so we had to we had to tinker, and all the players were happy with this before anyone says anything. So all of today's games that were meant to happen have been split between tomorrow and Wednesday. So instead of fifteen games, you will have twenty-two and twenty-three games. Bumper sessions. On the live league, Jen, oh, and then not... back to normal for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. <laughs> just, just when Lee thought he was going to get some work done in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, you've got, you got, you got extra games. Yeah, I'll, I'll start work at about four o'clock, then tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> get some overtime in. Uh, <laughs> Luke, as always, um, Raven says, you might have to watch this on, you might have to watch this on a playback, mate. We've, we've already covered all of that. <laughs> Play some good stuff. Evening, Mace. Hope you are good. Bit of quiet week in darts, isn't it? Oh, my. Um, <laughs> um, uh, question. Ollie says, do you three, do you think Conor Osborne is good enough to get his tour card back? Yes. What I've seen this year? Yes, I do. 
Yeah, he's banging right. Yeah. Some serious work behind the scenes as well. Practically rebuilt an action. Um, proper, proper committed. Works full time and gets home and just smashes the dartboard. Um, very, very nice bloke as well. Would be very deserved. Yeah. Uh, so it says, does that mean the four players who qualify from Group B? So no, right. So the winner of Group A no. qualifies for the final and they get two days off. Job done. The bottom two go into Group C, but there is at the top two qualified from those six players. The other four go into Group B, where there is three. three places up for grabs. So that's how it's done. Um, but yeah, that was that was that one, and I say I can't can't wait. Prize money's gone up as well. Richie Bennett bagged a cool five thousand pounds for winning last time, but six thousand for the winner this time. Gentlemen, good stuff. Very nice. Can I play? Uh, <laughs> um, Not the way I'm playing at the minute, by the way. I am crap. So to be fair, I can't remember if we touched on this one before. However, I'm going to put it up there since then. Jared Cole is the new mad global world champion, beating Wayne Warren in the mad contenders event. He's got to learn how to hold a belt, though, guys, isn't he? Horrendous. <laughs> Bless him. I've seen that yeah. photo around all over the place and all. But, yeah, it's, it's hands on the top. Come on, Jared. Yeah, man, <laughs> I hope you are well. Um, also, some news coming out today, which is potentially looks like good news. It means we're going to have close to a 1,000 people now in Jenna for the World Cup. Another 400 tickets um, announced. Oh, I think that poster might be slightly ambitious with some of the players on there. <laughs> what cross is it? Slightly. He's not in that side. Mensal's not played all year. Is is Hop and Clemens one and two? They must be. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that one. But look, <laughs> it, it's good news. I, I've been very sceptical about the World Cup heading to Jenna over the last few weeks, especially if it was only going to hold 500. I would not have been surprised if it had been relocated, if it was staying at 500. And I think this extra 400 means we are heading to Jenna no matter what, unless there's another big lockdown, wherever travel restrictions. And then... Um, it may still move, but all events may still move this year. It's just chaos, isn't it? Yeah. Um, also, in the world of darts for the week, this seems a long, long time ago, but there was, I don't know if you remember this, boys, there was um, some some Super Series stuff that seems like a lifetime away, but the reason we haven't put it to the top right. of the list, there was no real big surprises, though. Let, let's be honest, there was some great darts, but there wasn't, what I call any huge stories coming out of the Super Series. Yeah, it's prob probably All the, I remember the best is way to get two out of three though. predictions. I got two yeah. out of three as well. So, you know, it's what we do. <laughs> yeah. How's your week going? I, I, got to, I, I got zero out of three, yeah. Standard. <laughs> hey, back to normal. Standard, <laughs> of course. All, all I was hoping for, no one else coming on here, no one else coming on here on the Monday, I thought. Please let me have one. <laughs> Please let me have one. No, <laughs> I don't even know whether I'll set them around. That's why when we're talking about the live lead, I'm not willing to predict anyone to do really well because uh, all that's telling off next week. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, the, the week the week that happened, I think uh, we saw some very very good games, some very very good darts. Um, 
no surprising winners for me across the three. Uh, three players who are playing well. Good to see both, all three finals, though, into the last leg. Uh, letting no balls in all three of them. I think one thing for me that I really liked seeing was the over the three days was that Lewis and Michael Smith game. I know it was uh, round one, round two, or whatever it was. It was very early on, but what a game of darts that was by both yeah. players, both around the 103, both free flowing darts. Uh, it was just good to see both players going at it. Um, and one that we want to see in a London format on a stage very, very soon. Yeah, completely agree. Um, right, let's pick that one up. We also got to speak to the boss as, as, as well. Um, and Barry reveals full interview available on our YouTube channel, but we're going to give you a little clip that it looks like Bart's heading back to the Middle East. We're talking to uh, a Middle East country at the moment with a view to a World Series event. And hopefully that happens. But, yeah, we're, we're fortunate. We, we have got quite a lot of demand around the world for our product because it's, you know, it's a bloody good... You do it. It's a bloody good... Uh, and it'll go again. There you go. We've got it again. Pulse it down low. Keep it low. Don't bring it in yet. Just keep it low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, yeah. These are the cute ones. Yeah. These are the ones that don't normally get caught. Well, they ain't so cute. <laughs> right, ship it down to the white. By the way, he caught about five fishing flies out. I wasn't allowed to move for about an hour. Don't try and move. Lewis had a couple as well. You were on a roll, you were. Yeah. Another band in a bit. Yeah. It's all making noise here. Yeah, no, okay. Go for it. Let's go for it. We got. We're on it. <laughs> Good luck, Lewis. Yeah. Three and a half minutes. Ooh, it's, uh... That's. Jigger's mega. I've got one ready if you want it. Go on, borrow it. So back to the Middle East is a possibility yeah, then, Barry. There's a possibility, yeah, and we've got, you know, there's, there's an awful lot of demand around the world for World Series events. At the moment, the travel restrictions are, you know, prohibitive. But it's not gonna, that's not going to last forever. So, you know, we're in a good place, I think, with the new, you know, the new chairman and Matt Poulter and his team all. They're itching, they're itching, aren't they? They're itching to smash everything up and drive up the prize money and drive up the number of events. And oh, It's exciting. It's a very exciting time for dogs. When the chairman, or sorry, the president has that glint in his eye, gentlemen, it's a dangerous situation. He's got things on the back burner. But the Middle East, <laughs> it was putting two, putting two and two together. The boxing's been there. Snooker's going there. I think we can all kind of guess that we're going to get a World Series event somewhere in the Middle East. Yeah. Um, the one concern is that the, the darts product with fans works because they can drink alcohol. And there are some places in the Middle East where that is not possible. And we've seen uh, World Series events in the likes of Japan and that where the crowd are a little bit more respectful and it doesn't quite fit the product the PDC are trying to push. And no matter how much money people in the Middle East are prepared to put the darts there, 
I don't want to see fake crowd noise. I want to see the fans allowed to be darts fans. Not whistling, not knobheads, but singing and enjoying themselves. Yeah, uh, to add to that, Dad, even more so where we've just been over the past 12, 18 months, whatever it's been, where we've had to have fake crowd noise and we've seen uh, what it can do. We, we, we definitely don't want to see that. And then back to the good news around the World Cup, having more fans in. At least we've got that atmosphere back, and that's probably the only worry around um, the the series doing the the World Series doing the is what atmosphere will bring them and what country it is. Also, that interview does show the the lengths that Phil Bars will go to to get an interview with absolutely anyone and everyone that he's willing I'll to make just this sit there. for them on the YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> there's that, there's that oh, many yeah, on there. That around, yeah. There's that many on there that he put on over the last week. I felt like I was just on a FaceTime with him that he was just one after the other and he was just moving around the, uh, the pond. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. When I've got a camera on my hand and there's people there, I don't care where they are. I'm an absolute pest. <laughs> I'm not even going to hide the fact. Um, I was convinced yeah, it was going to be a different clip from this video as well, just for my benefit. So I'm glad it was that one. <laughs> uh, too fair. I'm, I'm like, sure if anyone just... can get it, it'll be probably good. I might, I might try and get the Bobby clip ready for you, Gob. <laughs> um, but yeah, someone, someone in the chat room where it says, um, can't see it, but I know it was there. Was there any possibility of controversy if it's Saudi Arabia? Um, if it were to be Saudi Arabia, I don't think so. That The boxing's been there. Um, Formula One goes there. Wrestling's been there now. I just think it's past that. Agree, guys? I don't really follow that side of the news, but look, there will be people that object to it, people that don't object to it, people that have their own opinions of it, but sport, entertainment is money. And all right, that doesn't excuse things, but pays the bills. Next up, Adrian Lewis. He thinks he can be better than what he was in 2011, 2012. Um... Yeah, I think so. I think it's like a fresh start, isn't it? Uh, that's, that's how I see it now. I think, you know, I've got to start again. Um, yeah, I've lost my ranking money and everything else. Most of it not down to the fault of me, funny <laughs> enough. But, uh, and it says, yeah, and it's like you say, it's exciting times. And I want, you know, I want to get back at the top again. Do you feel that game from 2011, 2012 is, is still there? I think it can be better. I do, that's yeah. worrying. Yeah, I think it can be better. Obviously, a lot more, uh, a lot more older now, <laughs> a lot more experienced, and uh, I think we can do a lot of damage. Just got to get a bit of luck, just get myself going here and there, get a bit more confidence about me, and uh, we'll be away. I think. What do you think, boys? Are you in agreement? So again, full interview on our YouTube channel, so make sure you check it out. Of course, after the live lounge, of course. But boys, do you think that Jackpot can and will be better than what he was back in? Those glory days. I think he's going to struggle with the same things that ravaged him back in those glory days. He is, at present, a very inconsistent dart player. We have seen moments of brilliance from him on the Pro Tours since the start of the year and, and had that moment where you think, yes, he's going to get over the line or he's going to go and do something magnificent, like win a Pro Tour that will see him into more TV events, and then he crashes out of an event with an 80-odd average. 
it needs to eradicate that part from the game because he's he's always been a very emotional player, but he needs to get that on the check because if he can calm that and, and channel that properly and, and get himself going, as we've seen on stage previously, then, yeah, very, very dangerous. And if he genuinely believes that with the experience now on the comeback, it's basically a free roll for him. Look, he's set for life, any he, after a two-time world champion. If you've done your money properly and sensibly... He can get there again. It's whether or not he's got the drive, desire, and the mentality to get there again. And, and I think one thing on that, one thing on that is with Adrian Lewis, a lot of it is confidence. How confident he is, how he is on a stage. Sometimes you can see his persona on a stage just hasn't been the same over the past few years. Listening to talk like that, it's hard not to believe him. Whether he can surpass the levels he got to back then, I'm not sure. Can he match them possibly? I think the levels he got to was a very, very high level. It's obviously, to be back-to-back world champion. To surpass that, I'm not too sure. But a lot of the things with Adrian Lewis has always been confident. And if he's confident back on the stage, it says there is the inconsistencies on the Pro Tour. There's even probably bigger inconsistencies on the stage. And you need to get back to that level on a stage for me. Um, but there's no reason why you can't get back up to those levels and be challenging for titles of them because... At the moment, he's not even a name that you'd probably consider to be getting to the latter stage of tournaments. Um, and before, he was one who was getting there fairly frequently and was one more about easier than a winning or at what stage of the latter end will he let not out. So hopefully we'll see him back and we'll see that confidence from Adrian Lewis and that little, I wouldn't say a sprint onto the stage, but more of a more of speed then onto stage and letting the fans back on side. Because back then, he was a, he was a fan's favourite and one that we want to see back to that level. There's dedication as well. I guys just back off my holidays in Greece um, to direct to, to direct me to join the stream. Dedication. Yeah. Um, man, the oh. silverback. This is this this is interesting for the WDF guys that Tony O'Shea is concerned the Masters won't happen. We'll discuss further, but this is the silverback. Uh, to be honest, Holland's got it bad at the moment, so I can I can see that going, and then all of a sudden, you know, that's another year with no majors, so it's going to be difficult for people to get, get the ranking points, because obviously we can't travel to do the tournaments. I just hope everything goes well at Selzy in, in uh, September. Well, when it left there, I mean, I just couldn't get it, and I think nearly everyone else thought the same. I mean, you know, the prize money was guaranteed. Why would you... Why would you You've been 350,000 in prize money to try a new venue without the sponsorship already in place. So, yeah, it was crazy that. But I think every sport's got its, its iconic home, and, and with, especially with the BDO, that it was the lakeside, and uh, BDO's gone. So hopefully, the WDF can, can get it back to what it was. Silverback speaking. Gob, if the worst case scenario happens, and the Masters cannot happen, does that then put the WDF in an awkward situation for their Worlds in January with a TV deal venue already all out there? But then does it then lack credibility if you're just inviting players to a World Championship if it doesn't happen? Possibly. Possibly. But look, they have to launch somewhere, someplace. And look, Tony's bang on with the lakeside being the iconic home of darts. People, there will still be an audience for that, right? And the fact that it could be the first return of all these players that 
nostalgia of seeing some of the players that are associated with the BDO tour of, of past, etc., and the players that have earned the right to be there previously that maybe were denied that opportunity last year. All right, no tour, less rankings or whatever, but you bring that back from where it was, launching as your world championship might not be the worst thing for them, actually, when there is now serious competition for being a world champion. Yeah, your thoughts, Boise? I, I disagree on that. You shouldn't be having people invited to a world championships. Um, for me, I understand the point. Oh, as it's sort of a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit. When it's every player, every player's going to be invited potentially. If we don't have any events, um, that that's a difference. I'm not sure it should be the right route. However, it's a relaunch, and you just like to think that there's there's. There's a clear plan in place that if they do it this year, it's not going to be something that stays year on year. And there is a clear plan. Obviously, we know what we've come through and the the time that we've got to do it. But if you've got these events, surely there's an opportunity to move them. If I know uh, Holland is where he's touched upon one event, but surely there's an opportunity to bring that in before the end of the year, especially for these players. Because uh, there's a lot of weekends free for these players to, to play in these uh, tournaments. Just one thing, what an absolute legend. One of my favourite players when I started watching the day. Absolutely love him. So if we are going to invite one player to any tournaments, I'm going to invite him. <laughs> he'll be there. Really like, back what's to... the rest of it? He will be there no matter what, because he'll be on comms. Yeah. Move it back to Brindington. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, I think that's just about a week in darts summed up, guys. So... Chat room Not is a bad open. way. The floor is all yours. Boise's first proper open forum as co-host. Fire away, guys. Go, go, go. <laughs> Are you keeping that beard? Yes. <laughs> Are you going to start to draw one or can you draw one? No, no. no. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you did that stage every day. I wasn't sure if you did that stage of puberty yet, Dob. I wasn't sure where you was in the. Uh... <laughs> I think I'm all right, mate. You <laughs> <laughs> um, go through the chat room. Um, as always, My weekend darts. By the way, I returned to play darts in a venue. And I was crap. I'm not doing it again. I, yeah, I returned this week. Uh, and I'm not looking forward to it. At all. <laughs> I'm looking forward to being back in the pub and playing. I'm just not looking forward to seeing where my game is at the moment. Because it's, uh, it's non-existent. Mine's awful. Awful. Good one from Genks here. Says, amazing, guys. Do you think you three can make a dart song for Ali Pally? You might, might get to number one. We're not going to do what it. Else? However... I have got an amazing idea for a piece of content for Christmas, which we are working on, that if it comes off, is genuinely going to be amazing, Gob. Yes. We've already started it. We've already started it. It It is August. Yeah. And chat room, I'll let you know that it's that much of a secret. I don't know about it yet. (laughs) <laughs> and I've done a feeling I'm going to be involved in it. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Can you sing? 
Nope. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Give us yeah. like a football on that. Take yeah. it away. <laughs> <laughs> Initiation. Um, Some questions flying sorry. in already. Henry, fun question. If you could name the Live League trophy after one player or individual, who would it be and why? Do we even have a trophy? Yeah. Oh, I'm normally asleep by then. <laughs> Not because of the darts, even. That sounds really crap. I'm just getting old now, aren't I? Um, who would I name it after? I'd name it the Phil Bars trophy and then spray tan it. If, if it's after one player who's played in it so far, I would have to go with Richard Burnett. Just as the Richard Burnett. Cam's been just as good as the actual darts that are on there. So. Oh, Richie Cam is gold. Absolutely <laughs> gold. <laughs> Can we set up a GoPro um, for, so, for next week, please? Yeah. Um, but I know. Who would I name it after? Um the George Noble Trophy. What a hero. Um, <laughs> so, He's already yeah. got a noble leg named after him, though. He can't have a trophy, too. Who's that? Um, Lendl, Jim Williams back this week, mate, for two days in Champions Week. I'm from Tugboat for Boise. What's your favourite chocolate bar drink and takeaway? Get into the gripping conversation now. Yeah. yeah. Get them in now. Chocolate bar, double decker. Mm. Drink whatever's on offer at Pot World. And favourite <laughs> taste. <laughs> I went to Pot World. I went to Pot World. What a week. Yeah. <laughs> and favourite takeaway, Chinese. Good call. Yeah. I think you. I'm looking at you. Looking at your faces. I think you was happy with two of the three answers. I think the uh, the pot yeah, world drink and the table. I'm not having double decker. I'm not having that. Other chocolate bars are available. <laughs> um, Reese says, um, "Hey guys, um, why Ali Pally? Do they not use the Great Hall as it is bigger than the West Wing sells out? Um, long term, I think they'll end up using the Great Hall." Um, but it's just a matter of building it and, and building it and selling out Ali Pally. The way it's going, tickets have gone this year. I don't think it'll be long until it gets moved into the Great Hall, personally, guys. And then the fan village will just go into the West Wing. Yeah. The move when they turned move. it around, the conversation that Barry was having was that they wanted demand to almost be at 150% of capacity to make sure that when they do step it up or make the move, that's still going to be there and there's still going to be that demand. If, if you can get tickets readily and, and straight away, yes, it's great for you, but at the same time, people will just stop trying. If they're not like gold cakes, if there's, if there's no competition for it, just stroll them whenever you want. It, it doesn't quite sell as well, so they need it to, to be like that. So they need demand every year to be much, much higher before they make that move to commit to higher because it is 17 days. It's not yeah. a weekend. It's not one-off football match where you're selling out forty thousand stadium or whatever. Big stream. No, you know, so. I mean, you've got to sell sell out for like you've got to say, for seventeen days. Yeah. Yes, it's easy to sell out for the like the, the last four days when they're all action packed. But an afternoon session when you've got player A against player B that maybe aren't the best mm. is a little bit more of a tough sell. 
So, but they're getting yeah. there, and I think, yeah, I think, yes, yeah. long term, it will move into the great hall. On that as well, player A versus player B on a Monday afternoon when certain people are at work and all that is then become very, very difficult to do that. With it, a lot of talk about it being, you know, we have your fans there, but you also have all your work parties and stuff that are there as well. You're not going to have many of them on a Monday afternoon. But one thing that's happened this year that I think we haven't seen with the world is the amount of days that have sold out so early. Um, probably the, one of the best that they've had sales-wise. So it's certainly something that if they was looking at it in the future, it's probably been estimated on the sales that we've seen this year. And if we see it then next year. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Andrew says, is the cutoff for the World Cup selection for the tour card holders effectively passed down the Super Series over? Good question, and no one knows, mate. The um, the PDC have kept this one under wraps. No one seems to to know, if I'm being, being honest. Um, my guess is they are waiting for players to commit to see how far down the order of merit they have to go. Fair one, Gob. Fazi, you're such a, you're such a shithead. No, 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 I, I agree, no, I agree. Look, there's a possibility they use the We all know trying to get Gary to leave the UK is hard enough as it is. And they want Team Scotland to be the best they physically can. And at the moment, my guess is they're trying to talk Gary into playing. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if you put no, a fishing he won't competition, be the only one on he's just the most documented. Yeah, one. if you put a fishing competition on two days before, we might be able to convince him over there. <laughs> oh yeah, Gary, there's a huge fishing competition in Jenner. You want to go in? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great chat. Um, and, and to be fair, he I, look. I don't think he'll be the only high-profile player not to go. No, I don't. Next. <laughs> um, so yeah, there, there we go. There, there, there's that one. Um, <laughs> um, someone asked, "Will there be an online darts live league after this week?" Harry, absolutely. The live league is going nowhere, my friend. So yeah. And neither are we, by the way. There was a question earlier about Live Lounge next Monday. Look, if there's no darts, if there's loads of darts, we're here every Monday unless there's darts on that clashes with it. So if we're streaming on a Monday, yeah. we don't Live Lounge. Other than that, Live Lounge is a weekly fixture. We will find something to talk about. We don't will be here, even if, we're just, even if we're just going to come here and take the mick of me getting clips that God doesn't like and playing them for an hour and a half of people saying how good Dimitri Vandenberg and Gezi Price game was. You'll be playing <laughs> yeah. the clip that I sent you the other day and I'll be off. <laughs> Romeo done. <laughs> Romeo done. I've also got a feeling for next Monday that what's happened the weekend just on will maybe spill over into next Monday's live lounge as well because we might have um, a little bit more of information coming throughout the week as it's still talk of the yeah. town, it seems, on social media. <laughs> oh, massively, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, would the World Cup of Darts be better with group stage format, then knock out like the normal football World Cup? Good question. Possibly, but the I, only I improvement that needs to happen to the World Cup is pairs only. And I don't care how many times I have to say this. Pairs only. Yeah. 
yeah, pairs only, but I don't dislike the little group stages. I have to say, I quite like that idea. No. But again, pairs only. Yeah. I, I, I like that. That that good chat, um, Jamie. Like that one. Um, one two eight Worlds Field. Uh, long term, yes, I think it will go to one two eight. But I still think we may be five six years away from that. And the rest. I, I think we've upped it a little bit too quick in the past. The early rounds are. All right, it's it's great that players get the opportunity, especially some of the international qualifiers. But to be frank, the standard is not great in that opening round, and you don't want it diluting the best darts tournament in the world. You don't want that standard dropping at the start of it. You you don't want them gimmicks that people don't want to go and watch that are not being funny. All right, completely different doing it in front of thousands of people, a million people on TV. But there are plenty of averages that people in the pub can throw. Yeah, yeah. I, I think in addition to that, if you're adding more players, you've got to divide more prize money. And I know there's a lot of talk about that prize money for the world champion being aiming for that one million, but you've got to give the prize money and filter that down to one to eight or however they split it with qualifier around and stuff like that. So I think we're quite far away from that. Yeah, um, Jonathan. Um, what are the three greatest world championship finals of all time? Not counting the BDO after 94. Uh, I disagree with that. There's still some great BDO finals after 94, mate. Yeah, the Phil Nixon final was unreal. Yeah. In terms of drama, um, Dozer against McGinney is a great final. I'm not saying it's there, but... Uh, Tony O, Shea was involved in a barnstorm as well, I think, from memory. Yeah. The, the, the BDO Martin was still Scott credible. Or Scott Mitchell. Until the last couple of years. Scott Mitchell beat Martin Adams? Yeah. Yeah, there, there, was, there was some great finals in the BDO. Hmm. Um, but what are the three the greatest world championship finals? Look, Ta- Taylor Barney's always, it's, it's going to be one in there on everyone's yes. list. Yeah. Doctor B. I can't think of it. Dob Dob Smurf, you know, I feel like Dob's got another one. No, I'm I'm just trying to be awkward, but I can't think of another one. (laughs) (laughs) But then two and three you could pick. There's loads you could pick. Hmm. It's been good performances in finals, but it's difficult to get both players going at it for thirteen sets. That's the issue. Painter Taylor would have to be there. Mm-hmm. Or that, or in the conversation. I'm not saying in the top two, but it has to be in the conversation. Um, Mark Webster beat. Mark Webster, Simon Whitlock was an unreal world final. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. It was a great game of darts. Yeah. But there's like a tough one to call with that guy for them all. Phil Taylor, Gary um, Anderson was unbelievable as well. Gary, 180 yeah. in the floor. Phil wins the set. Anderson, Anderson Lewis was good as well in 15. Yeah. Which one? Oh, First well, or second? Because yeah. yeah. they went up the, the second one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah there's, there's so many. That's a real tough one. Um, some players like Dovey and RVB 
Um, we'll not be playing competitive darts for two and a half months. How much um, effect do you think that will have on their game? That all depends on what they do in between. My opinion would be it would affect Barney more than Dobes because Dobes yeah. will go back and play local league and stuff like that, in my opinion. Well, it's not only that. Dobes is local league. It's him, Rids, and all of the Northern boys. Choice. They absolutely love it yeah. on there. Proper yeah, that, that, that hotbed of darts Whereas... up in the northeast. Look, players yeah, that you... aren't in these TV majors have to keep themselves busy in other ways. And that's part of being a professional, that you have to do it. You can't be lazy yeah. and you can't get drawn in. We, we saw with Rids how active he was during lockdown with all the uh, leads on the, online. He was seemed to be playing in on back-to-back, even when we was playing in the PDC arm tour. I'm sure he was competing in another tournament online the same day. So I expect him now to be totally active. The Barney one, interesting. I, I don't know if he's got any sort of exhibitions lined up or anything in this, these times as we are starting to see them. Though in Bath, it's one thing that we've talked about with Barney, seeing if he's got any exhibitions. Because other than that, I'm not sure how much game time he'll have. I'm sure he'll put practising in this time, but I'm not sure how much game time otherwise he'll have. Yeah. See, I'm a bit hesitant about that because gearing up to Q school, it is very, very clear that Raymond Van Barneveld put in a lot of practice, a lot of effort, and that carried over to the early pro tours. Okay, he had his health scare a few weeks later, but since then, the performances haven't quite been at the level that they were at the start of the year, and I'm not sure if that's Falling out of love with all the travelling again, which is why he dropped off in the first place. If it's a, a lack of motivation to practice, he's already in the World Championships, pretty much guaranteed. Is there a lack of motivation, or is it just genuinely the tour being that difficult? Jar would absolutely yeah, I, love I this think, debate right now. I, I I think that Barney will play a lot with Jeffrey Deschamps <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, in this time, but there's only but, so yeah, much time you can spend with one other person. I spent a day and a half with Jar the other week. I nearly killed him. You did an did entire week in Blackpool. Afterwards? Did you go and get tested for afterwards? For what? For what? I didn't say for what. I said, did you go and get tested? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. It's the Liver failure after spending the night with him. So, <laughs> um, Tommy says, will any other TV majors increase the field match play to 40? Not The match play format will never change. In my opinion, um, should never I change. Only, I think the only one that might is the Masters may go to thirty-two, and they may put a Friday afternoon session in. Yeah, and then you could rank it. The rest of them got TV constraints and time restraints, and if you start expanding week-long formats that were already quite intense you start looking at extra afternoon sessions and they're just not viable for broadcasting yeah i think the masters is the only one potentially that goes up to to 32 with a friday afternoon session yeah um any idea what the capacity is going to be like for the world cup and the grand prix world cup is about it's about a thousand now 900 to a thousand 500 so So it's about 900 950 uh yeah grand prix about 1500 Whatever the capacity of the morning side is, they're allowed a full capacity. So, whatever the capacity of the morning side is, and they've sold out three three nights. I think Thursday, Friday, Saturday sold out of the Grand Prix and limited on a, on the others. So, 
Reminds me, Philip, I need to book that off work. What's that? I need to book that time off work. What, the seniors? Oh, no, that one's next year's. Leicester. Oh, right. I missed oh, that yeah, one. I'm yeah, not missing yeah. this one. It's on my doorstep. Oh, yeah, massively. Um, Craig says, hey, lads, looking to book for the Worlds, guys. Is it worth to book a double session for the day? Yeah, if, if you're going, mate, try and... If you're going, if you're making a trip down there, especially, book a double session. Yeah, completely. And pace yourself, because we went. Yeah. We went the other year. Took my brother for the first time. Um, we booked an afternoon session. I think it was for Tyski playing, maybe Ryan Searle as well. And we were expecting to leave, and then unexpectedly managed to stay for the evening session, which turned out to be Fallon versus Ted Everett. So it was a very, very good decision. But we'd gone pretty hard, thinking we were leaving and. Travelling back and then had to do another four hours and it wasn't great. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, 100%. Uh, Connor says, anyone know if there will be another associated qualifier like there was today as I forgot to enter? <laughs> um, not this year, mate, no. <laughs> um, uh, should have laughed. No plenty of players have done that, Connor, so don't feel too bad about it. Yeah. Um, Jonathan says, now in the PDC, will they increase the world's prize money again before other tournaments? I hate to say this, but yes, I think so, but I disagree with it. Yeah. Yes. Look, it depends who's backing. It depends who's backing each event, doesn't it? They, they start bringing in some more blue chip companies to sponsor some of the lesser events. That'll shoot up. But at the same time, yeah. if you can say your flagship event carries this much money... You're just going to bring more and more into the game, aren't you? It's more and more lucrative. It's more and more special. It, it just drives that yeah. excitement around it. And yeah, uh, PB, I agree. The only reason, though, I disagree with it is because the money has the impact on the rantings. If it wasn't for that, I it wouldn't bother me how much that money went to if it did go up and the others didn't. The fact that it has the impact on the rantings is the only reason why uh, I agree that it. It, it shouldn't double without the others or that ranting yeah, system. No, I, sort I, of I agree. There, there needs to be a balanced fan. They need to bring everything else in line com- completely with you on that one. Um, Jamie says, by, God, by the way, as well, absolute superb. Uh, Tugboat, if Peter Wright was a dog, what breed would he be? <laughs> so, so not Tugboat, is it? Um, what breed would he be? <laughs> Moron. Honestly, the waiting dart we've just had, and that's the question. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm going with a Great Danes. We can box your head off. Like Scooby-Doo. Um, what is your... Who's your favourites for the Euro Tour next month? Look, you can't look past the, the two obvious ones in... Right and price when Clayton as well, to be fair. Agree? Uh, well, fin- final day, Peter, right? Standard. Yep. <laughs> so that'll be number two then, not number one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man, yeah. Look, well. usual, usual suspects for me. Jose. Yeah. Dragon to deep water, not convinced, as I keep saying. I think, Dob, you've got to remember that PB's never going to predict Jose to win. 
Because he's playing Williams. green. He's got more hair. <laughs> or, or first name Michael. <laughs> it doesn't just have to be MVG, we know this. So, <laughs> there's another me, Michael. For the, last pro, for the last Pro Tours, I called two winners, thank you very much, and neither of them play in green. Well, one of them does every now and then. He might have hair to match it as well, but... <laughs> um, Jamie says, do you ever see the final of the world's format being increased to over 13 sets or something like 21 sets and have a double session like they, a bit like the snooker? Not for me. No. I think it, I think the format's been set for that long. I just think it's one of those ones they won't tinker and change it in, in agreement, lads. Yeah, and the problem with the world final snooker is you can return to the final session for one frame. We don't want that happening yeah. in the darts. If somebody gets out to an absolute blinder, so it's not worth it. It just... Bit drab ending, and it all in one session. And, big final night, big pie. And I'm not yeah. sure as well with it. I'm not sure on that one as well with the, the standard. Obviously, the players can perform it down there, but we've spoke. It's been spoke about before around like the Grand Slam when you have the semi-finals and such a Lund-leaded format in the day, and then on the Sunday afternoon, and then the final on the night. We don't always have that to the same level as what we've seen the rest of the week. So to split the final for me wouldn't be the right thing to do. Yeah, no, I, I agree. John O'Shea in the house. Hope you are all good, my friend. Um, oh, I'll tell you what. This is a good question. I like this from Denver. Do you guys think it's unfair on players with tour cards that players without tour cards can qualify for the World Championship? No. 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 Well, it depends but, on um, how they qualify. Not being funny, if a Challenge Tour player qualifies for the World Championships, it means that they've outperformed them on the Pro Tour. Their own fault. And I think, as well, one one player we spoke about earlier in Chaz Barstow, how well he's done when he's had the opportunity on the Pro Tour, and then the people, um, the names are not coming to me, who haven't attended any event, why should they have a more of a chance of being at a World Championships than someone like Chaz, who's, who's turned up to all these events and played in those? So, for me, no, but yeah. I can see the point in regards to it's how they qualify in regards to the international qualifiers that we've had before and certain like that who who that given those opportunities and haven't got a card. That then I can see the why it's the not the things fair. I do have an objection if, with <laughs> is when they start dishing out an invite to the highest ranked Max Hot. Because <laughs> that was definitely a thing a couple of years back. Ratajski was another that came out of absolutely nowhere. Anyway, it's absolutely catapulted his PDC career. Fantastic. But he was what, world master at the time? Or world yeah. trophy winner? And they just, yeah, come yeah. and play in our world championship. Sacked off the BDO. They lost one of their major winners going into a tournament and he's never looked back. And okay, brilliant from the PDC, crap for the BDO. But at the same time, how is that fair on anybody that's competing in the PDC all year? It's just not. To qualify, what you is- should come for an affiliate tour. Yeah, one of my only issues is, like Gob said there, is potentially if you get a second chance, is if you're a tour card holder and you miss out on the conventional routes through the Pro Tour Order of Merit and so on, and you backdoor it in, that that money then should not count towards your ranking. No issue with you playing through the backdoor, but it shouldn't count towards... Your ranking, if you backdoored it in, is my only objective to that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, oh, tugboat says um, tungsten toff. Yeah, well, that's why I called him a moron 
and he definitely heard it as well because he commented on it. Poor bloke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what walk on are you most excited about for the seniors? Peter Manley. Oh, good question. What was that, sorry? Which walk on are you most excited for for the world for the seniors? I miss a bit of Amarillo. Ted Hank that shit crazy. I can't help but be boring with this one and uh, Philip Douglas. Potentially Tony last time. Yeah. He's the one I'm looking forward to he's the one I'm looking forward to seeing the most. Walk on or not. He, even if he's just, you know, he's just around, I'll be happy to see him. <laughs> but <laughs> what time? Phil Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. it's. I'm gonna have to leave a, a boring answer on that one, but it w- would have to be Phil Tyler, I think. But I'm sure I'll see it uh, a few times that weekend. Yeah. Uh, do you guys think <laughs> MBG will win a world title again? If so, how many? Yes. <laughs> how many? Oh. He'll double what he's got now. At least. I I think he will. I think five. I think when you're on a slide, it's very, very difficult to correct it. Is that you saying no? Yeah, I'm not convinced, you know. Can I, I just follow? Can I just follow up with a question? Do you think James White will ever win one dog? No, he hates the venue, hates the tournament. Back into him, oh, not please. the world match plays again, but never the world championship. Please be MVG. That's one of the questions as well. Someone's like, "Would you rather see Peter Wright beat MVG in a final again, or James Wade beat anybody in a world final?" And I'd love to see James Wade win a world title, world title, but it's just not going to happen, is it? It's just one of them things you accept. Yeah. I want to replay uh, this clip in uh, when MVG James Wade's in the world final this year. <laughs> Please. Please. <laughs> More tears for uh, me. One from Lendl says, who will be the biggest name to fail to qualify for Ali Pali? Good question. Right. Let's have a look. Straight to... The World Championship Yeah, we're all doing exactly the same. Um, yeah, Laclasse must be a pretty world. big name. He is nowhere near. Lisa Ashton not being there. Backdoor it. She, she, she backdoors it. Who else is close to missing out? Should we see? In terms of what we saw last year, Danny Baggish. Potentially. John Henderson's not over the line yet. I would say Hendo. Second. Keegan Brown as well. He's been there for God knows how many years in a row. Mm -hmm. That's about it, really. You're not really looking at... Bradley Brooks might sneak in. Oh, wait. Max Hot is in danger. Mm, he'll get through as the highest ranked Max Hot, though, won't he? 
Didn't they? Didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, just looking at these ones here, there's a lot. If they don't, their tour cards are literally up the creek without a paddle, some of them. Yes. Yeah, where, where he was a couple of years back, Darren Webster is one. Yeah, Webster's another yeah. one. He's miles off. That Webster's a massive one. You know, the player that just oh. cannot correct the slide, just in pipe miles away. Only four and a half grand. Yeah, some interesting ones. Um, Jamie says, which Middle East country do you think Barry was talking about for the World Series? Look, I think you could probably narrow it down to maybe four of the, the big Middle East countries. I think it's going to be yeah. one of the commercially viable ones. Saudi, Dubai, UAE. Uh, How many others are there? Yeah, it'll be one of the obvious ones. Um, fantasy darts, I like this, from Tommy. In his prime, where would Eric Bristow rank in today's standards? I'd be calling them out. For his antics on stage. I'm going to be consistent. It would have been so good to see him doing this. <laughs> <laughs> what a question. Um, look, it's difficult because of the dartitis, because of the buying games and, and the, the mentality that he had, but he wasn't the most natural, was he? No, but I still think he gets in. I think he'd be in the mix for everything. Yeah, I do as well. Potentially. Especially if we're talking about him, talking about him when he was at his at his prime. Then prime, yeah, yeah, yeah. Young prime, yeah. Eric. Oh, massively. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. In his prime, where would he be? Yeah, um, right up, right up there for me. And again, he would beat players before they'd even get on the hockey. And our oh, yeah. fantasy darts, prime Eric against Gezi. Could you imagine? Oh, yeah, Garrick would wind them right up. I'd love to see it as well. No, but, like, the players... Yeah. Is the 128 still lacking players that have, have lost before or, or still got players that have lost before they've thrown a dart? I'm not saying lost I've before they throw a dart, but they he'd plant a seed in a big moment or something like that. Yeah. He'd say something behind them as they were walking up. As as we are talking about fan, as we are talking about fancy darts, the question that we'd go back to earlier about spreading the final across an afternoon and an evening. If it's Eric Bristol Prime then Devin Price, spread it across four days for me. Don't don't worry about one day. <laughs> oh, oh. day after day after day. It, it <laughs> the mind games in that would be unreal. Because God would be barred from Twitter within twenty minutes. <laughs> I've already been told um, to piss off by one of them, so you know the second one wouldn't go amiss. Yeah, yeah, no, he'd, he'd, he'd be right up there. Um, right, some great stuff there. Right, where are we again? Chat room's on fire today as well. Remember, drop us a like, everyone. 
Uh, Reese, I don't know if that's been decided yet, mate. Um, Dean says, do you think Duzza will ever um, replicate his best again? Right. I'm more concerned now, but I still believe he can do it. But I'm getting more concerned. But I'm still there. I still believe. Very, very difficult to correct a slide. Look at the players that are dipping. Darren Webster, Adrian Lewis has had his troubles. Kim Hybrex, Yella Klassen have all been top, top contenders in the PDC within the last five, ten years. Very, very difficult to get back. Michael Van Gogh has not won a I've, title in nearly 280 days. I just think that we'll struggle to see him get back to where he was. I think we'll see him back competing more than what he's at the moment. But back to where he was, first year PDC, obviously the start of the Premier League win that he had, the BDO days. I'm not sure to those levels. But even if he drops 10% from that, he can still compete on the tour. Whether he's going to be winning titles or not is a different thing. Um, that's difficult. But when you're a three-time world champion, Premier League champion, pretty comfortable, surely. Do you accept mediocrity? Or no. do you just walk away? Uh, no. No, I'm not telling I, you I I don't think he could. I don't think he could do a Steve Beaton. I don't think he could just sit, be content, and go into right. darts events and be happy. Steve's a former world champion, fantastic bloke, but he, he's not about to win a world championship. No, I'm I'm with you. I think if he's not competing at the highest level, he walks away. Yeah, but I'm yeah, potentially, potentially. But what I don't see is I don't see that happening in the next six to eighteen months. I see that being a few years before we would dealt to that because I think um, mentally, he's, I think he's very strong and we'll see that. And I think there was glimpses at the match play for me. Um, I'm sure I said when I was speaking to you, Bob, when that was happening, there was glimpses of Dozer that I was impressed with. And there was only few and far between during the day and more the back end of the day. Um but I still think we've got uh, a few years out of him trying to get back to that level before that decision is made. Um, yeah, there was the the normal question on there. Will Matthew Edgar lose his tour card? He's in danger right now. You can't sugarcoat that. Will he? I don't know. He's king of that qualifier. He needs to get to the Worlds. Otherwise, he's may have issues, but you wouldn't count against him coming through that. Yeah. Um, if you'd if you'd have just won fifty if you'd have just won fifty percent of those last leathers that he's been in over the past eighteen months, then he wouldn't be in any sort of issue. But that record in last lead deciders is has had such an impact on his year and surely he's had an impact on the confidence as well. Yeah. Uh Michael could lose he's his tour card. Trouble as well. Uh yeah he, he could but he's He's not a million miles away from the world is the only thing, Ryan. So um, he's in a good spot. Well, not a good spot, but he's he's in the mix. Um, Pipe, Nick Penny, says, Bradley Brooks, Darren Webster, Alan Tabben, Josh Payne, Ted Evitz, James Wilson, all in trouble for tour cards this year, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, Ollie says, you can take any drink on the stage with you. What would it be, guys? Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, easy. Yeah, well, I got mine as well. Yeah. Go on, Dob. Vodka, lemonade and blackcurrant. Boise? I know how bad of a dart player I am, so I need as much help as possible. So I'm going Lund Island iced tea. <laughs> I'm, going really, I'm going really boring. Can of monster. Darling. Oh, God. God, you, you're doing absolutely anything for that sponsorship deal, aren't you? Even when I could play, I didn't drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, I'm normally a, a side man, but you could just get to a level. Once you're at level, it's fine. I get on the shorts. I'm a retto. <laughs> you're in the chat room. Bollinger. Uh, Piss off, dog. Next time you message me before a show, I'm going to tell you where to shove it. <laughs> oh, uh, Denver says, do you think Chizzy may have to, may have to change his throw because it being so snatchy in order to win a major? Uh, look, I don't think one. I don't think Chisnell can change his throw because it's that. Yeah. That's how he's always thrown. Um, but I don't think he wins a major because of his throw. Yeah, yeah. The, look, yeah. changes throw. He doesn't compete. So to to rebuild a throw uh, when you've had the relative success that Dave Chisnell has had to just start again with a gamble that it doesn't pay off, and then you start debating swatch, swapping back to the old one when you're in desperate need of a result. He just has to stick with it and hope that one day it comes off, but I don't think it does. Yeah, you you you, you revert to type and you just can't help it. It's just the way it is. Same as boxers when they say, "Oh, we, we're going to try and change his style," you can't. When you're in the trenches, you revert to type, and if you're a slugger, you're a slugger, and it's the the same with darts. Um, absolutely. Uh, love having Mace in the chat room as always. Uh, Liam says, um, your darts <laughs> would hit the market with a long line of nice deep voice. <laughs> I mean, I've played Lee online, it doesn't need the long island ice tea for that. <laughs> <laughs> Why wasn't this recorded? I feel, I, feel, I feel like the rematch is on, but maybe give me about three months, please. <laughs> and someone else to throw in for me. <laughs> uh, right, guys, we've got about five more minutes, so make sure you get anything you want answered in today. Make sure it's there. Is Thornton's uh, career underrated? Two majors against Taylor and MVG in finals. Look, the success of those two, I think, is a little bit underrated. He's, he's not one of the first that springs to mind when you do it, but the fact he didn't push on in any of the bigger events, without being disrespectful, the fact it wasn't a match play or a world championship or a Premier League is probably what keeps it held back. But the UK Open and the Grand Prix are, are fantastic events to win. But the fact that it is those two are not one of the other three I've just mentioned, Sky's Triple Crown, you're always going to be further down the, the pecking order. The performances to win those two, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, Harry Murph is on commentary tomorrow, mate. 
And Mace is quite pleased with that because he hasn't got to do 23 games or whatever it is tomorrow. <laughs> um, Michelle says, is there any French players in the PDC? Uh, no. No. Well, I don't know. Did he? Did Tricol play on the European Challenge Tour? Two seconds. Let me have a look at this. There's no tour card holders, but let me see. He was one that we backed uh, to get through Q score, knowing how good he was at the BDO Worlds 18 months ago, two years ago, whatever. Um, but, yeah. And the, he, he if he is playing subjectively, he's one I expect to push. Yeah, he's one I expect to push for one if he's uh, playing competitively. Yeah, he played... Um, Thibaut Tricol played in Q school and he's playing on the European Challenge Tour. So there is one playing in the system, but he doesn't have a tour card, if that helps. Yeah. Uh, Will MVG so, retire when he's 40 like he said he would? I think he may extend what it a, a nice couple of way. years because of well, the COVID. I, but I, I don't think he'll go past 45. Yeah. But if he was a six, seven-time world champion right now, like he probably thought he was going to be when he made that statement. Maybe. I just... When yeah. you've been in a competitive environment all your life, to suddenly just switch off and do nothing, right? He might do a job on Dutch TV or something, but when you're then in and around that atmosphere when he is still more than capable of playing a long, long time, that would just frustrate me as a player. As, as somebody that's it's, been there. It's a good one. For us, Dean says, should the winner of the World Seniors get a wild card into the main World Championships? Yes. Well, as the official media partner of the World Seniors Darts Tour, uh, we would strongly recommend that to the PDC if they are listening. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would like at, to. I would like to see it at an absolute minimum. If not, if if not a place in the World Championships, an absolute minimum a place in the Grand Slam. When they are looking to reformat that, at least. Yeah, I, I think long term, if the world seniors takes off like they want it to, I think long term that is a distinct possibility that the winner of the seniors could get a world spot, like they does in snooker. You got um, to prove the product first, haven't we? Like, yeah, it's still unknown. It hasn't happened yet. We still got to prove the standard, the competitive nature is there. We don't want it to be ceremonial, eighty average for the winner, and then get battered in round one of the world championships because that devalues the PDC world championship. Not saying that's going to happen, but if you're the yeah. PDC, you have to protect against that for a couple of years and then bring it in. And even then, we're just going to see the players in a couple of years, the players that could backdoor it off the main tour, pick up the seniors tour, Peter Wright, Raymond Van Barneveld, Gary Anderson. Anderson, Simon Whitlock. There's a lot that in the next couple of years could potentially play on the world seniors. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would love it. Um, good question here as well. Tommy says, um, I know Mason's kind of answering in the chat room. He says, how many people do you think we could get in a darts event? What's the record? The Dutch Open by an absolute mile, as Mace has, has called it. It's absolutely rammed. And then the um, 20,000 spectators was the German exhibition a couple of years back, wasn't it, when they entered on golf carts? Yeah. Um, it was one at Schelke Did Stadium. Did Pete right hit a nine that day? Pete right yeah, hit a nine that day? Dimitri Vandenberg, if I remember rightly, beat Gary Anderson, Michael Van Gerwen, but lost to Mental Sulevich in the final. Yeah. Something like that. I think. I remember an exhibition down under as well. They did a, an Aussie series in like January or February sometime. 
with um, Mark Bosnich on commentary. Dimmy beat Taylor in the final out 120. Check out 20 ball ball. There was a Target did a big event in Germany as well. Was it the Target Masters yeah. or whatever it was, which was which was huge? That was a pro-am, wasn't it? They had the players and then celebrities playing with them as a pair. Yeah. Um, Missy, yeah. I think the Ahoy holds around 15,000 full. Somewhere, somewhere around there, between ten and fifteen thousand. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely unreal. Right, last couple then, guys, before we head off into the sunset on this Monday. Reese, imagine uh, Mark, Bill Taylor drawing Price first and... round, or MVG first Taylor first round. Wow, well, you say wow, but MVG's record against uh, Phil Taylor's record against MVG. It's not good viewing for MVG. In any event, he's probably got the edge of him in the Premier League, I think. But actually, everything else, Phil Taylor absolutely dominates him. Um, Mark, now we touched on this earlier, mate. And there was a lot of annoyed players that the PDC are going to use the Q school order of merit for the rest of the year. And there was a lot of very, very unhappy players when that news came out. Um, Back in the day. It's one of the better venues in Holland. Yeah, it's good. Ollie, back in the day, what was the darts brand? Back in the... You'd probably have to say Harrow's, wouldn't you? They when, were when massive. Bristow when, yeah, when, when I was growing up, when I played... Harrow's with a name on, on you go to used to go to all the dart shops and it was always Harrow's there because they Bristow's they're, Harrow's and everything like that. Their so, market yeah, back, back budget in the seventies and eighties is probably bigger than what it has been in recent years. They started to build it back up again. Yeah, um, like I say, yeah, back, back, back in the day, started to really push on again. But yeah, certainly when I was play, when I started to play in the early early nineties and moving forward, Harrow's definitely. Um, May says Nordor as well, yeah. Before the two companies came into it out of it. Where do but, we think Taylor would rank now if he came out of retirement? Last one. Pre-lockdown. <laughs> Where MVG is, one place above him. Pre-lockdown, I'd have said quite high. But if he came back right now, I'm not sure. Pre-lockdown, when he was still playing in all these exhibitions, I still think he could have cut it. But 18 months of doing absolute diddly squat, apart from a few Nexus games and stuff like that, I'm not sure where he'd be at the moment. And I think with that as well, the the amount of tournaments he's still growing, or he's down to drawer then, in his rantings probably wouldn't show where he is. And then someone, so you'd probably see him perform at Worlds, but in some of these Euro Tour events and stuff like that, when we are back up and running, you wouldn't see him. So I don't think the ranting would actually be a true reflection of how good Phil Taylor is at that time, because I don't think he'd play in all of them. No, completely agree. Um, well, everyone, we have come to the end of the line here on Monday, but what an epic live land it has been today. Numbers through the roof, chat room, absolutely on fire what a show we have had remember the live league returns tomorrow 9 34 champions week 
So make sure that you are checked in for that. I've been Phil Bars, Lee Boyce on debut as co-host Jack Gobby Garwood. We have been online darts. The live land returns next Monday. Make sure you are there for all the talking points in a world of darts. And we will see you all very, very soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.